All right, hey everybody, here we are. This is Billy from uh, Direct Motocross. We got a real treat for you tonight. We got a guy, we've been, t we've been talking about him all week. Uh, he was over at Portugal. You can obviously see his mug way bigger than mine right now. So you know who we've got. We've got Tyler Medallia straight back from Portugal. Tyler, that intro is way too long. I'm gonna let you say hello now. Hello. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for doing this. Dude, I know you just had yeah, like... I know you just had a couple really busy uh, travel days. Uh, you're home now. Was it? Uh, you just get home? Yeah, I got home a couple hours ago. It was uh, a, a long travel day, to say the least. Um, there was a pretty big mix-up. Chris, Christian was originally supposed to come with me, but uh, he had a vacation and um, couldn't really make it. So my dad stepped in and and uh, came with me. But, but with the flights and everything, I had to go to to Ottawa and, and my dad didn't want to fly to Toronto so my flight path was like so I left I left Faro Portugal flew to Lisbon which is like a, it would be like flying from Ottawa to Toronto kind of and then I had a five hour layover, layover there and then flew from Lisbon to Toronto and got into Toronto at 10pm and then drove from Toronto to Ottawa my parents place so that was four hours got there at like 3 a.m and then got up at six to fly from ottawa to halifax and then drove home so Jeez. yeah so i'm who's your I'm, travel uh, agent i'm in bed right now so. <laughs> well dude i knew i knew you were going to be beat and stuff and i'm just happy you that you did this uh with us i mean we were talking to uh uh dusty heacock all week doing this kind of stuff and uh it was fun to talk about how you were doing and Man, you were doing first, first, and then maybe like a third and stuff like that. Dude, you yeah. just were the first Canadian to ever win a championship at the ISDE. Yeah, no, it's, it was pretty good. I I, uh, I had a good week. I had a really good week. Um, I was uh, fit coming in, and um, I took a little bit of break after the last Supercross, but then um, we were filming. We started to do a lot of filming for my pit board, and then um, – on top of that, I was getting ready. I did a couple cycle cross races, um, so my uh, my fitness was actually really good coming into the race. And, well, those are uh, all on my list of things to talk to you about. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, um, the big question was like the the bike, right? Because Christian built the bike up, and um, with my with my Cowie, they don't come with like uh, they don't make a bike with the light kits, right? So everything has to be kind of aftermarket. So oh, okay that was the big biggest thing and then yeah when we got there i my dad built the bike out of the crate and there's a test they have a test track and yeah um i i rode it got it hot rode it a couple times really hard and yeah and then it was good to go and then walked a bunch of the tests and i guess we can get into the format there. yeah yeah for sure yeah um but yeah i mean i rode rode really well um i, I felt i did anyways um well, you finished first, so you probably rode pretty decently. Yeah, but I mean, in, in the bigger <laughs> spectrum, too, I mean, like, amongst everybody, there was all the people that were there. It was like, I don't know, 650, 700 people racing, and, you know, to be, you know, have times up at the top is, is good. Nice, man. Okay, well, okay, let's back it way up here. Um, I mean, hey, this doesn't cost us anything, so it's kind of nice to, uh, you'll just probably nod off and fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> yeah, pretty easy. <laughs> But, okay, uh, you did the old 250 experiment all last season here, and then yep. uh, I was kind of surprised that you're riding on, uh, staying on the 250 because it uh, seems like you're pretty happy to go back up to the 450 ASA now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at the time when – so the bikes had to get shipped over a long time ago. Um, and with uh, – you know, I, I never had any of my 450s in yet. None of the 2020s were available. And we had an abundance of the 250s because of the, you know, the, with the 18 and 19 being the same kind of model, um, there was a bunch of stuff. So they built, uh, they basically built a junk drawer bike. I mean, it wasn't junk, it was all new stuff, but they took pieces and parts from everywhere, well, Christian did, and, and, and put, a, put a bike together. So it didn't take that much. And, that was just kind of sitting there so they could send it over early so basically i would have raced a 450 had i had one but we didn't have one so okay yeah. 
So that was a, one of your motocross bikes done up to race enduro. Yeah, yeah. Bondi did the, an endurance engine, so it wasn't um, it wasn't like a horsepower motor. It was just like good, uh, just good components in the uh, good components, and uh, you know he he, he made the uh, motor so you know, for it to be um, you know to endure the the pretty harsh beating that I was going to put it through for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So can you explain a little bit? I mean, why I, I have a, my question is, I mean, I'm not a, a super enduro guy, right? I mean, I've, I always say I, I did a couple and they were absolute terrible for me. My mm -hmm. idle screw, at least have idle screws, fell out the farthest distance from the starting as you could possibly get. Pushed my yeah. bike. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. But um, what, uh, like, what, can you explain you're in the club class C1 why didn't Canada have a trophy team in the men's? Like I, I don't get to, is some of the some of the stuff behind um, that. Yeah. So the the what I heard initially why we didn't because I, I asked about doing a trophy team um, originally, but um, uh, Mer the CMA didn't want to send one. So and all is it really more expensive or something, or is it just needs different riders or what? No, it's just just that was it. It just. Uh, I think Maryland felt that it wasn't that we weren't really ready and I don't know for sure but I think she said that it costs more which it could be um, I don't know the particulars in that um, Lee Freiberger is the uh, the manager of the team and he did an uh, unbelievable job with this whole ordeal but um, I didn't really pick his brain on the cost of it or, or what the deal is, but I think the tro to send a trophy team is a bit more money and you need one other person, so there's four. Oh, riders. that's right, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and the difference is really like, there's like three countries that really have, you know, really strong um, trophy teams, or maybe four, um, but they have more riders than you can shake a stick at, right? So. Even the club teams have, um, so like they don't have their, um, like the main guys that they'd send, but, uh, like there's other guys that maybe different disciplines that would show up that are really good. Um, you know, like the AMA had a bunch of works guys that there was works guys, like guys who have won works races, um, guys who have won GNCCs this year, like Ricky Russell. Um, Dante Oliveira is a, is a kid from California that races the West Coast that was crazy fast. Like, he was, you know, we were racing together all week, and he was putting, you know, he was winning uh, the days out of everybody, even the World Trophy guys, and they were, you know, they took off. They had the fresh tracks, right? Like, the difference between when you start in the World Trophy, they start at 7 in the morning, and we start, and then there's waves of riders every minute, um, and we would start around eight so you know you got an hour of waves of riders every single minute going <laughs> on and beating these tracks so you, it's not even like it's like comparing you know apples to oranges for times but even on the second lap when the tracks even more beat you know we were putting up times that were comparable to the to the best times you know and even some of the club guys winning some of the tests um outright um with the absolute worst conditions so it's kind of hard to even really put it into perspective you have to you have to really just go against um how go against the class you're racing and like there was you know national hare and hound champion from the states was in the club team <laughs> um uh three-time world champion anton mayo he was a three-time world champion he's won the isde outright a couple times um, he's a French guy. This uh, another guy that I was battling with all week was this Hugo Bourget guy. World, uh, he races in the World Enduro Championship. Um, yeah, and they're all in 450s. So, um, were you like, okay, so it's not just so the times get all combined, or no? You had to be a C1. You don't battle the C3 guys. No, but they're all there's an overall. So oh, okay, out of all the club riders you can see where your overall was you know and i i won i think two tests overall with everybody um you're not gonna make it through this <laughs> you're looking pretty tired <laughs> no no i'll make it through it okay. i'm just trying to think i'm just trying to think and, and 
um, and sleep. Explain it without making it seem as confusing as as it is. But, yeah, <laughs> it so is confusing. It really is. It is. So it's basically, yeah, it's just like um, anyone else. Yeah, there's like the so the World Trophy team goes teams go first. There's there was a hundred and forty club teams maybe or something like there was an insane yeah. amount of, of people riding um but yeah and and so um i was in the c1 which is the so all of us were so me phil and connor were all in c1 so that's 250 f's and then 150 two strokes 125 two strokes um and then um the c2 is uh, 450s and then the C three is uh, three hundred two strokes and five hundred four strokes, and it's the same thing with World Trophy, um, but they have to have a guy in every category. Like they have to have a two fifty guy, they have to have oh, okay. a uh, middle guy. Whereas in the club, you can run like three four fifty guys. Oh okay okay I gotcha. Know? So but it's yeah so that's again I didn't really know that I thought we still had to have. <laughs> This year, I, I thought we still had to have somebody in each class, but we ended up all in 250s, and I guess, that, yeah, that's what, what happens. But, um, yeah, and actually the kid the kid who got second, so the guy who got third that I was battling with um, was on the 250F Yamaha. Martini guy or no? No, this guy from Spain, Victor oh. Guerrera. He was, he was really fast at the beginning, and then... Um, the kid on the two-stroke um, was really fast, and so the one day that I had a bad day, I, I fell and got stuck. So out of the whole event, it was like 1,500 kilometers, um, 38 hours of riding. My two main mistakes happened in the exact same corner on the exact same test. Oh, because that was, I'm guessing that was day three when you finished fourth. Yeah, yeah. I. Because uh, two and three were the same course. Yeah. Day two. And uh, no, no, it was day. It was day. Three. Oh no, I'm sorry. One and two were the same. Sorry, two, yeah. three, and four yeah, were the same. Three and four. It was day three and four. Gotcha. And they both were. Um, yeah, day three and four were. It was the exact <laughs> same corner. I came in and it was a. It came like snuck up on me, and it was a tight right hander. They like made like a dog leg in the straightaway and. Uh, on the other side of the tape was a bunch of trees that were down and I got stuck on a tree and uh, but like in the bush and like kind of like a brush and yeah and that cost me a bunch of time so the following day they they send you out in like where you finished overall so I I've started a little ways back but in the tests you, you know you you go through checkpoints and then you go on your minute and then if you go if you transfer if you're doing a transfer and you just kind of ride at different speeds you eventually catch people if you're if you're passing you or like somebody ahead of you may take stop to take a leak and you like catch up to them and then you get to the test and everyone's kind of just like taking off their stuff to to give to like a a, a pit person and then uh, you eventually can catch up to people in the in the test so um, I caught this kid in the test, and I don't know what was in that 125 or 150 or whatever, but <laughs> I, I caught him in a farmer's, it was like a farmer's field test. It was a really fast, wide open one, and uh, I'd come into the corners, we would go down the straightaway, and he would just like start creeping away. Wow. I was like, holy crap, that bike was <laughs> something, something else, like, so, um, yeah, and, uh kid was riding it really good too but yeah and then the other days i rode with the 450 guys uh with like ricky russell and um that mayo guy and uh um rick yeah and uh dante so it was a, uh, it was pretty cool nice yeah at, uh will travis was watching here and he was wondering how long you know i was gonna ask you too how many of these isds have you done and when did you kind of start doing the woods racing stuff um well so when i was a kid i my track and my behind my house was always like through the trees um <clears throat> so i'd always been comfortable and and i ride a lot of sand tracks and like pits and stuff that kind of go
go in and out of, out of trees. So I've kind of never, I've always been comfortable riding in the woods. Um, I never really did any enduros until um, there was one in Woody's uh, by uh, Woody Cycle in Perth, Ontario. They had like a team race every year. And then me and my brother and a couple of our friends, we started doing that every year. We would put a team in and we would, uh, we would race that. And then once I moved out to Nova Scotia, I did a couple of the hair scrambles. Um, and then I hosted uh, a race here at Pleasant Valley. And then, uh, yeah, and then I decided to do ISDE once in 2017. Okay. Um, me, Nathan Bless went. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the, the, the plan for us to do it. And uh, we, we rented bikes together and stuff. And it was just about, it, you know, it was just about being fun. And then, um, obviously, I've done a few GNCCs that... Uh, kind of gave me the motivation like the very first one I did I did well at um which is pretty tough because it's it it's something that you kind of most people have to like uh, build up to um but to be able to jump in and do well it's just I don't know just one of those things that you know comes natural and uh yeah so I did it the once before in 2017 and, and uh yeah and then we didn't send a team last year because it was in Chile and I guess just it, it wasn't organized in time and I don't think Maryland or I don't know if it was just Maryland but I guess the CMA didn't want to said no to sending a team so um yeah so we skipped it and then Lee uh, Freiberger got involved um, with the managing side of it for this year and uh, yeah we we killed it this year it was it was a good uh, it, it's a fun it's an extremely fun event I mean it's a, it's don't get me wrong it's cr- a crazy grueling. <laughs> I think I lost eight pounds from when I left to when I'm back. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, no joke for sure. Wow. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a couple of little things here. I mean, you obviously covered quite a bit of the stuff, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit more on stuff. But yeah. have you ever been to that area? Have been to Spain before? In Portugal? Or just what did you think of the, like the travel there? How was it? The actual yeah, the, the travel was good. I actually really liked it. It was. Um, it was kind of, it wasn't that busy. I guess it's a real touristy place, but we stayed in a uh, the Algarve Race Resort. So oh. it was right on, like, there was street bikes riding every single day. Yeah, like, it's very track, track days, back to back to back, and you just heard them. You could go and watch, too, just going down the front straight. Like, it was un- unbelievable. Um, the atmosphere wasn't like France in the spectators. Like, in France, just it, at random tests in the middle of nowhere, there'd be like thousands of people there to watch, and there wasn't that many people around watching um, at this one. Um, I think it just because it's like a tourist place, and it's only really busy around there um, during the summer months. Surfing. Is what, is what I heard. So it wasn't too busy. Um, the roads were good. The police didn't care. Um, we can get into the the lights and stuff. Um, <laughs> Uh, I had some issues there, but um, and the mechanic work, but oh no, I'm going to talk about that. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm yeah, just talking so about the, the actual place, not uh, not the race. Yeah, now. the place was it was cool. Uh, the food was good. Um, the people seemed nice. I'd never been to I'd never been that far south in Europe before, um, so it was nice to see it a little bit differently. I mean, I was south in Italy, and it was kind of similar but different. You know, all that stuff is once you see it once, it's kind of all kind of the same. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Coffee was good. Mm-hmm. Beer was beer was good. Is it expensive? No, really cheap. Really okay. Yeah, it was surprisingly cheap. It was probably one of the most cheapest uh, uh, places that I've been over there for sure. Okay, now what time? I mean, obviously you've done very well, you know, GNCC stuff and everything. But this track, the fact that you actually won it, the only when I was watching the highlights and stuff like that, they didn't seem to be getting cameras in the trail parts. It actually looked like mostly fields and motocross track without jumps kind of thing you know what i mean like was it yeah. single track How'd yeah it get? they have uh so they had one of the tests was like an enduro test where we went through the trees and stuff um <clears throat> which was a really fun it was a really fun test um but yeah they didn't show much of the transfers which is crazy because there was like there was a couple sections that that was that's another thing too like you start in the morning and uh it's kind of chilly you you know you got a coat on and then you start heading up in the hills and you end up going into the clouds and then it starts pouring rain 
and you got to ride for an hour to get anywhere. And then once you start, you know, you get soaked, and then you go through these, you can't see, and the wind is, like, on the top of the mountain, The like, you're literally riding like this to go straight, you're leaning your bike into the wind so it doesn't blow you off the trail, and just, like, watermelon-sized boulders <laughs> in, like, a scattered all over this field with, like, just, um, oh, what is that plant? It's like a, not eucalyptus, but, uh... Uh, Heidi will be back. I'll ask her in a second. Say you know, agave. Snow. Is it agave? No. No, they make paper out of it. Oh. Um, I got some right here, actually. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Heidi brought some home. Where is Heidi? Get Heidi. Where's Heidi? She, why isn't Heidi Jeez. holding the phone for you, for goodness sake? Oh, look at that. <laughs> this smells really good. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's that. And so there's that. It, but that was like all over the place like they farm it and it's a tax write-off and they were explaining it cork it all of them yeah dusty cork. says They're cork all, they were like all the hills were were not like lodged out like a like a mining pit but they do it for a tax write-off i guess and i don't know it's some some weird ordeal anyway so you're going through stuff like that and then these rock sections and you're bashing the absolute shit out of the bike and then <clears throat> yeah then it gets muddy so it's muddy and then you go through silt so the, and you can't wash the bike so you know every time you stop you're trying you need to eat um you need to work on your bike and then also you're taking like a tire iron and scraping the mud off everywhere and hopefully that you don't your you know your radiators don't get packed or you know it's uh, how many tire changes you change tires every day or what'd you do uh, yeah, pretty much every day. I didn't do two a day um, because uh, I had other things to do on the bike. Usually every stop, like I was constantly working on something. Um, so and also the pressure that I felt just just with like being in the position that I was in, uh, I didn't want to take any risks and lose time. Um, you know, you you lose a minute, and then that's you know that's the end of the race. Not the end of the race, but you know what I mean. So. If it was, I practiced, and I did two tires with no pressure in 11 minutes, um, on and off the bike, like complete. Um, so I knew that I had it if if I had to do it if the tires were completely junk. But because it wasn't that, um, it wasn't that hot, and we didn't ride a lot on the pavement. The front tire didn't. I only did two front tires, but the rear was completely destroyed almost every day so really uh -huh. i had to had to change a rear every day um i mean you, it's eight hours a day <laughs> you think about it you know i'm thinking about it a lot of time on gravel roads a lot of time spinning up these like long climbs and you know it's just spinning on shale rock or uh or yeah so it's um it's takes its toll on the bike Right now, um, I don't want. They're not going to reach through the computer and uh, pull anything away from you or anything. But can we talk about the uh, the lighting situation? Yeah, because um, that so, uh, sounds like that was a yikes. Oh, that was a stressful part. Only <laughs> you can't. They won't let you off the starting podium unless your lights turn on, right? They got somebody there. <laughs> and my lights were working the first two days, and on day three, like I started the bike and they told me to turn the lights on, they didn't come on. And uh, I, I like it's like the Breakfast Club. Remember the Breakfast Club? The light wouldn't come on. I pulled the trunk, and the yeah. light didn't come on. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I know that one. Okay. Um. So then I said, "Oh no, the bike's just got to warm up. The lights won't come on." Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. And then they're like, "Okay, go." Nice. Yeah. So I I I kind of dodged a bullet there, and then the, at the end of that day, the bikes were completely like really covered in mud so i think the next day i got away with it just because they were so dirty and then on the last sort of second to last day um same thing i they we, like i tried to we tried to crimp it um so like i had to i had to change a front tire in the morning because my front tire was was completely ro like roached <clears throat> and i had to i had to like change the front tire which i was kind of nervous about doing anything in the morning because you get a 10 minute where i work period in the morning 
And at the end of the day, when you're ta- like when you come in and you got 15 minutes, it's it's a it's a good amount of time. But you can bring your bike into the impound. You're probably just squirrely too though, at that point. Yeah, but you can bring your bike into the impound with like the wheel, you know, not on. Oh, you can. You can. You can. Oh, yeah. okay. To the park ferme or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you can bring it in the park ferme. Like you could bring it in on a, on a, a rim, right? As long oh, as okay. the bike is rolling and, and the tire is with you. So you can do stuff like that, but in the morning, you have less time and you can't mess it up because you're going right on right. the road and you don't have all your like you have tools with you, but not all the tools. So, I um, I was trying to I had a front tire to do and then I also had the lights to figure out. And my dad was like, "Okay, look, it should only take you thirty. It would take you thirty seconds to fix this." So I was like, trying to, you know, it was stressful, man. Like, <clears throat> and. So I'm, I did my tire and like, really good. I nailed the tire, and it was, you know, stressful for me because I'm not the best at it. Like all these, all the enduro guys that, that they do their two tires like nothing. Like Phil Shane, he's like, he's got like a world record in in tire changing. Like it's it's crazy. He can change two tires in seven minutes, no problem. Wow. Like like that's seven minutes starting from the bike being put on the stand hmm. unlocking the wheels rim locks change the tires and it's done in seven minutes and then he can yeah so it's it's impressive it's hmm. impressive even shelby like shelby does two tires like shelby turner is uh extremely impressive too well it's because you're soft man you've been uh, you've had a team guy forever now and you're yeah. soft you can't yeah. uh you know, blistered. Yeah, I've been spoiled, but the <laughs> the tool that like with once you get the your own technique dialed and and you're not searching for like instructions, like if you have a if you have a a set way of doing it, right? Because that the first time I went to that event, I didn't have a set way, and I was just kind of waiting for instructions as I was doing it, so it was really slow. <clears throat> anyway, so um, yeah, so I changed the front tire, I nailed it. And then I'm trying to crimp together these wires, and I got the whole headlight off, and there's <laughs> there's grounds that are pulling out, and oh my god, it was stressful. Yeah, I was sweating. Were you just gonna tape a flashlight to the handlebars? Yeah. So that's what we did. My, they got my dad went and bought a, a headlamp, and then Ryder Heacock had a had a spare light, and they and Jeff Pilon was there, and he really helped me out this week. We can get into more into that, but. He he rigged it up so that he put the flashlight inside the bulb, and then rigged it up. Oh, and nice! Made the, made the button on the side, so you you can it was seamless. Like, so it looked like a real. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, like I was just gonna wrap the head thing around the, the number plate and just like <laughs> or, or just cut it and super glue it on and, and reach over and push. You know, right as I start my bike. Yeah, here you go. They, yeah, they. I don't think they would have known the difference, but again, you know being like in first and having like an Italian behind in second you never know what kind of you know you never know if they're going to protest or, or well what. they are now so we I think always... this this somebody's going to send them this yeah, video yeah, yeah. no it was working fine <laughs> just kidding <laughs> so um, sorry Canada yeah, so... I just blew this whole thing yeah it was uh, it was cool like yeah so there was that what well, was okay so you're uh you're over there. You're leading these things. I mean, you won the you know you won the first day. You won the second day. Were what were the guys like? Were they like uh, who is this guy? Are they oh that's Tyler, two-time Canadian motocross guy, GNCC guy? Did they know you? Did you talk to them? Yeah, um, the American guys knew knew like I, I knew the American guys. Um, some of the there was a couple other people who knew um, who I was. I guess from Moto. Um, I actually at the <clears throat> yeah so. Um, and then Ricky Russell, I knew him from racing GNCCs, so we were talking. And but it was more so like there's so much going on that you don't really you're in your own kind of world. Like right, yeah, it's not like you go between motos and <coughs> hang out and chat. It's like you're done, you go home and sleep and eat. Yeah, I mean you talk like you talk when you get to the checkpoints and stuff, and, and you're waiting for your minute. You you get there and they kind of you kind of roll up a minute or two before it's your turn and. You say hey, what's up? Or like, how how was that? Or you talk about whatever. Or if you're stuck on the trail and you just kind of 
waiting for a second you kind of say what's up and <laughs> so and they say aren't you the uh western arena cross champion from uh, back in the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, the, the, okay so so the, aside the, from being completely dog tired what uh what hurts most on you um my back from montreal oh see hey i'm wearing a tribute to montreal yeah yeah r.i.p <laughs> r.i.p yeah no it's that's that's it like this year oh you're back from that me. crash yeah my right. my middle of my back between my shoulder blades which you still aren't sure if it's broken or not <laughs> yeah i just <clears throat> trying to get into get anything done around here sure um, it's fine especially not having a family doctor is uh is is like pulling teeth so i still don't know what's up but that's the only thing that was really bugging me um you know the skin on your butt and hands and the insides of your insides of your legs like in here oh yeah it kind of gets raw but it goes it goes away vaseline every day and it uh, wasn't terrible i actually was comfortable all week you know um which france was the total opposite i was blisters and uh, it was it was miserable but Were yeah you, did you, knee braces sore. did you have knee braces on the whole time yep yeah, yeah Ooh, i kind of use uh i use uh like knee pads i don't actually use knee braces okay so that's i mean those probably guys probably have holes dug in their legs from some of the braces yeah yeah so um yeah the uh so yeah uh, it's a kind of the same straps though i mean there's no, yeah i guess it's, but... it's no real difference but yeah i guess just from from riding this summer i my skin was tough so all right okay um, now you mentioned uh you mentioned the that kid on the 125 or whatever it was who what did someone really impress like once you get back and you thought you just nailed it you're like okay i'm first was somebody that beat your times are you kind of like how the hell are those guys doing that or what uh somebody impressed you? no it's like um so anyone that i really nailed um i was that i felt like i i nailed um my time usually was up there and like I you're like, like, I, like within a minute right of the guys are not even closer right yo yeah no no like yeah that's that's at the end of the day right um I'm not, nobody know. knows how it works so you go <laughs> so each so you start you take a you go down trails you're doing a transfer and then you get to a test one test let's say so the, the transfer one. doesn't matter nope don't you have to get there at a certain time though or nope you have to get to the checkpoints there's five there's like five check check points and then in between the checkpoints and like amongst the the route there's tests so for like let's say the the, the race there's usually two I right be, close to I should where be writing the this down. races yeah <laughs> sorry go so ahead. like you, you would you do your stuff stuff in the morning you work on your bike you wait for your time you ride off the stage with three people and then you follow the, the arrows and colors on the road and you have a big loop that you do. And this one was different from France where we did two laps. So there wasn't a whole lot of tests, but we just did, um, let's say you did three, you did three a day, but you did them all twice. And then there was one at the very end that we did almost every day. <clears throat> hmm. So you go, you ride, you get to, like day one, you got to a checkpoint, for, or you get to a test first, you then once you get to the test it's 20 second intervals so everybody's going every 20 seconds um and you usually try to wait the whole 20 seconds so that way you're not passing more than one person oh, but sure. the first day <clears throat> so the first day you pass a lot of people because you're not in the order right uh for speed so you're you're passing like three or four people in the test because you keep passing the guys who are just like the you know the slower club riders right. and then but then when you get in your spot like when i was leading or had a good day overall then you're catching the women and the women will always start before a club that's why hopefully that we get a trophy team so you can really get a good gauge mm -hmm. against the the best right because there's dust there's that there's no there's no watering there's no nothing right so if you come up behind somebody in a test and it's dusty you have no chance of getting a good time because you can't see right and and it's like go for it like these it's like go for at the end of the day like bumps 
but they're not it's not in sand like it's in dirt and rock and like it's like some of the tests were crazy crazy you're going wide open and just hanging off the back fender <laughs> drifting and hitting powder berms with boulders in, in them like there are some there are some gnarly gnarly stuff so it doesn't i mean visually it looks like they're motocross tracks with no jumps but they're not it's mm. Yeah, they, they seem to have pretty limited, like I watched the highlight, I posted the highlight videos and stuff, and they're pretty limited up to where they were standing and shooting the video. I saw, the, the best thing I saw was some, some of those photos, was MJS photos I was there with you guys and taking some shots, and that yeah. one day when it was, uh, you're all bottlenecked at the bottom of that hill and everything, and I mean, yeah. did you get stuck? That's on a, that was on a transfer, right? Oh, so okay. If there's a hill climb that's really greasy, or then people just stop being able to make it, then... Yeah, just bottlenecks, and then you have to just wait, and then you're rushing, and then you have to speed to get to the checkpoint so you're not late on time, and you have to abide by the laws of the road so you can get a speeding ticket, right? So you have to ca- <laughs> seriously, like, you have to car- yeah, you carry your cash and you carry your what? license with you. What? What? Seriously? Yeah. So you know you got to kind of, you know. So going back to that, I had a <clears throat> not thinking like. Christian sent in the Cherby's uh, chain guide for the back of for the, the rear chain slider and I had obviously uh, O-ring chain and, and steel sprockets you know to last because you don't want to be changing that kind of stuff um, but my chain guide got smashed on a bunch of rocks and I, le- I didn't put the Cherby's one on I, I didn't think about it and I just left the, the brand new stock one <clears throat> so it was being smashed on rocks and bent, and eventually my chain wore all the way through it. Sawed <laughs> it right through. So Jeff Pilon noticed it, and he was like one of our like ghost riders, they're called. And you have there's you see these guys, they're they're called ghost riders, and they're right. they're people with backpacks, and you see handlebars sticking out, and you know they're going on the trail and sneaking in and fixing stuff, right? <clears throat> For other <laughs> like yeah so but we didn't do that more so that he knew that I had an issue so we seen the the, the uh, chain guide and I wanted to make sure that I got it changed and we pinned it from the I did the test and then I pinned it to the next checkpoint and you're going blind to these trails you're following like arrows and dots and colors and ribbon so you're just like looking for the thing and you're going fast and then I would get on, I would get on the road and then just hold it wide open like fifth gear wide open and then Jeff was right right on me because he had my chain guide in the back in his backpack <laughs> <laughs> so we're going like wide open and, and like skidding around corners and and like then slowing down because there'd be like a police officer like guiding traffic slow down and then you go around the corner and then down the road <laughs> and then I got to the check and had you know 15 minutes so I changed my chain guide and yeah and was good to go for the last day hey something the sound just went a bit odd there oh there we go oh. now we got it something yeah, happened there so. well that's crazy stories like that are the ones they want to hear those are that's awesome stuff like that yeah yeah it was it was actually hilarious we were uh and like we fat, we caught up to one of the girls on the, the the team melissa and jeff did this big wheelie beside her because he was like pumped up we were, you know it was like it was like full adrenaline rush on the way back and he does this big wheelie right beside her and pumps his hand and <laughs> and then she just like just riding down the road shaking her head like not want nothing to do with it oh man i was laughing in my helmet (laughs) oh it was awesome and then just like power sliding around these pavement asphalt corners with your feet out like trying to hold the bike up it's it's crazy man that's uh, it's yeah it's one of those things i mean i always talk about enduro racing is certainly more about actually participating in it like you know what i mean you go to the races you know they disappear into the woods for so long it's just but there's a so many riders that do it like there is a like though that race was huge you see the paddock and everything like the the yeah, impound it's, stuff it's, it's crazy it's, and it's like next level like the, a couple of people were, were saying that it's way like it's more important than motocross that's yeah, funny over there. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I mean, you get into our bubble, you know, we're specialized in moto, of course, and you kind of yeah. lose touch with everything else. But Yeah, no, but it's, uh, it's and the, the talent that's there is, it's pretty cool, too, to see. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. And then they had the, the last day was a motocross, uh, like they said, it was a motocross race. It was right, it was, I heard there was a bit of a controversy trying to find a place, right? They lost mm -hmm. the track that they were supposed to be at, so they had to make a last minute something or other? Yeah, they were going to have it at an XGP, MXGP track in Portugal. <clears throat> I don't know which, I, I can't remember the name of it or whatever, but we would have had to have uh, had like a stage to get to it. Oh, right, right. Did, did the race and then come back. But it got shut down at the last minute. And we're not really the last minute, but like throughout the week. So they built a makeshift track. Um, in the middle of a like the the whole like uh, race resort thing, so there was the street bike track, and then they had a, pay, a big huge uh, shifter cart track. <clears throat> right. So they basically made it in the infield of the go kart track, and we would zigzag through there. It was basically like another test, but we used the front straight on the pavement. Oh really? So you, so you hit this big berm, and then you get on to like where the finish line was. And you're on the straightaway, like a super motard. Uh, full, full Danny Magoo Chandler from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was cool. I thought it was gonna be super lame. Like, we didn't have a gate, so it was a flag start. And you would, if you, if you jumped the gate, it was a minute penalty. And uh, oh wow! So like, it was a flag start. It was kind of dumb. No, like, no one had whole shot devices, and like, it was just a really squirrely start. And we were that was the, the the motocross day the club guys go first that so it's the opposite of oh, okay. every other day so we had it and it was it was kind of watered and the pavement was really slippery and i thought it was going to be really really lame but when we were riding it was actually pretty fun okay i was gonna say you must have been like frothing at the mouth to finish the whole thing on a moto track you must have been thinking oh this is yeah and then i in. seen it and there was no like they had like one tabletop the size of my bed like <laughs> it was, it was there, there was no jumps but it was uh but it was cool it was it was really tricky to pass um but yeah it was it was a, it was a lot of fun and then afterwards it was a big relief because it wasn't uh they didn't do sound or anything because my insert got so the, the the sound was a huge thing for a lot of people this this week because of where they were doing it they were doing it almost in like a cove beside a building so it was really like echoey mm. so everybody was failing sound so there was like huge panic in the pits in the like in the beginning so um we couldn't get my i had the i had like um my moto pipe and just with like the standard with the pro circuit pipe it comes with a, <clears throat> a spark arrestor so i left it in and it failed so then I was like, man, we didn't really. So I went back and stuffed my airbox full of rags, Classic. put duct tape along the seat, duct taped the handles. Went back, it still was on the bubble. Went past. Oh. So then my dad was took a. I had a spare pipe side um, number plate. So we took the insert out. We cut the that like heat tape that's on the inside of the number plate. Wrapped it around the the spark arrestor put it in did the put the bolt back in the spark arrestor and then went back and it was like two decibels quieter oh wow it was fine and then the tape just burnt off and that's kind of how we got Phil's <clears throat> bike to pass too um you couldn't just say it uh, gets quieter when it warms up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then there was like so many people had the like if i would have known i would have brought uh i would have bought a bunch of chest protectors and set up a little chest protector booth because oh. everybody's chest protectors weren't weren't passing they didn't have like what? a little certification sticker on it for a chest protector um, yeah oh, wow. yeah it's mandatory like you have to have a hard plate front and rear um they check at donations too they've been checking the last couple of years okay. but they don't they don't look at the cert like the certificate right. on it they just like tap your chest um so a lot of people didn't have the a little sticker so everyone was like hustling to buy uh, chest protectors and 
um, helmets didn't pass and oh man it was it's uh, you really got to make sure you're well prepared going into this race yeah well, i remember talking to uh i think it went when, when derek rocco was was doing his stuff he said it's almost like they set it up to, to kind of trick you so you you make mistakes in certain areas and you get cost time or you get disqualified like they really try to make it tricky on you That's they do and it's it, which is and i mean it's dumb you would think that they would want you there to <laughs> want to race you know like they're gonna try to get you to be on as much as you can but yeah no they have certain rules and Luckily, like the the police and stuff in Portugal, they were they were pretty like um, mild. Like they didn't really care. Like I remember in France, they the guy would tell me that, like I had a bunch of times where the police would tell me to put my lights on. Hmm. Um, whereas here, I didn't I didn't even have. Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't. <laughs> yeah, and then you know the the harder you go and the, the later it gets in the in the days the, the bumps are bigger and you're trying to go faster and the suspension's bottoming out and my my shock a couple times i blow right through the stroke and it would rip the it ripped the wires underneath the fender for the rear light hmm. and then the number plate was just flapping off the, the you use a lot of zip ties trust mm -hmm. me <laughs> the, the whole bike is held together by zip ties at the end now what, uh, actually I was just going to ask this and someone was just asking here too, but afterwards, I mean, you, you okay, so you went, what you, you went one, one, four, one, three, three for the overall, yeah. that's what I have you scribbled down here as, uh, and your guys, I mean, uh, like Philip was, was usually 12, 15, 11, eight, 12, five kind of thing is how he went and stuff like that. So, um, Afterwards, big party celebration. Uh, someone's asking about the crazy burnout celebrations. What? Oh uh... uh, yeah, the burnouts were 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 on. It was going crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, it was more so like the days that I the days that I won. Um, it was more so to see where it was out of all the club guys. So like overall, I was like like a third, a third, and a third, and then and then I was a little bit like a like a eighth and then a fourth and then a fourth and then on the last day i don't even know what they did they you can't really it's really irrelevant but yeah i was going more so off the the total because right, on, yeah. on the days that i was good it was quite a bit <coughs> like i had a good i had a pretty good gap on the days that i was good so it was more against the 450s and i'm telling you like there was a 450 would have been significantly better um in most of the tests like mm -hmm. they were wide wide open um and then like the sand ones with the really silty sand ones like you come in and you know we're we're choking the bike down for sound and and all this stuff so there's no there's no power so you're coming in woo, woo, and then, <laughs> you, then you don't also you don't want to you don't want to just be floating the valves the whole time so the bike, you know, grenades. By the end of the week, it, um, surprisingly, the, the bike didn't, the engine and, and how it was working was good, but then both my fork seals were blown, so there was, uh, the brakes, the front brakes were junk, and the, 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 they started getting soft, and then you're going down these, like, kind of like mountains, right? And there's chatter bumps from all the braking, and, uh, and the the pressure, the forks will start building up pressure, and then it you can just see the oil shooting out the fork seals because there's that there's oh, wow. the, the 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 seals are blown so bad and there's so much pressure it's just pissing out. <laughs> but yeah, so at at the end there was um yeah it was it was crazy, like burnouts until the tires were falling off the rim. And just go like bouncing, shit shooting everywhere. <laughs> that Garcia, that Garcia kid was just doing nuts. The Americans were going crazy. I, I didn't. Uh, I was. We were already done, and uh, I wanted to wash the bike and and not uh, have to deal with it. I kind of. We had to. Well, my flight was in the morning, so. We had to drive to Pharaoh, so I didn't really get to enjoy the. Oh, you didn't even go to the after party kind of thing. I didn't get to. No, I, I was looking forward to it too. There was a, a lot of shit talking between Connor and um, uh, Stewart Baylor, 
about a beer chugging contest. And then I get a, I got a video, um, I got a video like in the middle of the night, and then it just says U.S. can't win everything, and then it's a video of Connor and Stuart Baylor going out of chug contest. Nice. And kicks his ass, and everyone's cheering, and just these strobe lights and people's fist pumping. <laughs> really not pumped that I didn't get to go. Yeah, that's too bad. But whatever. Gotta talk to your travel agent again. Yeah, yeah, Christian. Oh, was it Christian? Yeah, because you know... Because he wasn't there. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would have been there. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have missed an after party. brand new flight with that day. <laughs> All right, so what... Um, yeah, we, I mean, we let's see how long we've been going here. Let's uh, let's not go. Oh, geez, we're at 50 minutes already. Let's um, talk about, like, the team and everything. I mean, uh, the camaraderie and the whole thing. I mean, there's a big group of people it takes to put these things on. I mean, it's amazing, like, talking to the guys each night. and Just, uh, yeah, talk about that. I mean, the women, I mean, the... the that was a Janie got uh, the trouble in the first day, or whatever. I think she they basically gave them trouble, I guess. Right? They ended up seventh. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, it's it was it was awesome. Um, I had like everybody got along. Everyone worked hard. Nobody was lazy. Nobody skipped. You know, no one was skimpy on anything. Um, like Dustin and and a couple of people were on like they're on like a mountain, freezing. Right. You know, change it like filling people's gas up, all the bikes all day long. You know, so um, it's not easy. It's not easy to ride. It's not easy to help. Like it's, it's a lot of work, and everyone, everyone pulled their weight. It was, it was really good. Um, you know, they were changing oil. Everyone's changing their oils at the end of the day, and and uh, yeah, the girls, uh, you know, the girls did did good and. Danny had a little bit of bad luck with a clutch problem, and then, you know, um, a couple crashes um, amongst the team. But really, everyone got through good, and everyone was having fun, and um, yeah, really enjoying it. So it uh, it was good. It was a good atmosphere, and then uh, of course, um, you know, with um, being able to um, really like kind of nail the nail my my riding and and getting putting it together was was really good too so it kind of uh boosted my um uh, motivation and um yeah and everybody was like really pulling hard together and we uh it was a good time um you know we had a good system where we would get our packs like you would set up some packs for the checkpoints so you'd have like a filter and gloves and goggles and whatever you needed so you know, you'd pick them up at the end of the day at one hotel room, then you'd drop it off at the next hotel room, and you'd say hi and shoot the shit. And we had meetings. You know, everyone would have meetings and and share opinions at the end of the day and try to give advice and yeah. So it was it was really good. Nice man. Now what um, you're let's ask you this because you're so close to having. Actually, no. Another thing. When you went from you landed in Toronto and then drove to your parents around Ottawa, was like the prime minister there or anything? Or? What's that? Yeah, were you greeted by the uh, by a parade or anything? <laughs> no. It was Come on. Uh, no, it was the middle of the night. Oh, I, that's uh, no good. I was barely so I had a good seat on the way to the to the race. Um, Christian uh, Christian spoiled me and got me a. Uh, got me a good ticket so I had like kind of like a pod oh nice and then um, my dad didn't get to and I guess he was kind of looking forward to it, it was <laughs> cool. there was no uh, there was no upgrades so um, on the way back I switched I let him sleep in the wow. he'd never been he'd never been in one before so we swapped tickets at, uh, when we were going onto the plane so I let him uh, I let your the dad was away. born in a pod I would have thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I let the big boy take the pod, and I sat in the back with a guy with a friggin' Leafs hat on, so I wasn't stoked immediately when I got on the plane. Nice. Um, yeah, and I didn't really sleep, so by the time I got home from Toronto, it was three in the morning, and I had to get up at six. It was. Not, oh yeah, right. There's, there's no, there's no parade. Right, of course not. I guess not. You missed the parade. You were too. You missed your own parade. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> horrifying. Now what about? So we're. So early uh, after the race and stuff next year, or is this? Are you still in the? Oh my God, I'm never doing that again, or just loved it still? Oh no, no, like that's uh, that was awesome. Yeah, I'd like to do, I'd like to do more, uh, more enduros for sure. 
okay. definitely want to do I definitely want to do some more GNCCs and um, yeah really really get the bike set up properly for it to give it a good go what about Dakar or something like that you should do some of these Erzberg and all these kinds of crazy things Romaniacs yeah yeah the, well the one there was one section that was like Erzbergish and I didn't even think I was going to be able to get through it so I don't know um, I think that's like a tall man's game <laughs> some of those some of those <laughs> hard enduros well I had a stock I so my all my seats are cut right um, I cut my seats down probably like uh, uh, over a centimeter for sure um, and a seat hump and I didn't have a low seat or anything I had the standard seat so I was uh, struggling for for reach <laughs> at some places <laughs> let's just say that um, but yeah I, I don't know I'd like to do different stuff um, but just to get to do that like I'd like to do a full gas enduro the ones they have in the states um, after after 2017 I got an, I got an offer to, to race in Europe to do the to race a, for an Italian team um, but I had already done my my uh, <clears throat> my Kawasaki oh, so you would have considered it yeah I would I would have considered it back then but um, but no I'm, I'm I'm really happy where I'm at and um, you know with my team they let me do this kind of stuff so I can't complain you know if I want to race a, if I want to race an AMA national I'm allowed to if I want to do a GNCC that they don't care if I want to race a1 they, they don't care you know so it's 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 nice <clears throat> it's nice in that sense so um, yeah so I, I'm I think for me I'd like to be able to do a couple off-road races in the spring this year nice nice okay now what to, uh, um, yeah well let's I mean, let's kind of start wrapping it up here that's uh, awesome stories man. I love hearing the uh, the whole thing it's fun that we just sit here and do this i mean sorry it's a bit to use your word janky with the uh the way it's set up something's going on with facebook i'm not sure what it is so we're doing it this I, way I, I like it i like it it's cool it's, yeah it's, it's, it's works right what more heck? personal yeah yeah it's fine it's good it's yeah might be something new or maybe something new we work on a little bit, bit more here but to, but no you're supposed to be able to add someone on facebook live and just do it like that but here i have to record it with facebook blah 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 anyway um how about the whole uh my pit board thing just got uh, released on the 15th Talk about, yeah. uh, why you, let's give you a chance to, I appreciate you doing this. So why, hey, man, plug that, man. I was talking to Kibby. Yeah, Kibby. Yeah, no, we've been working really hard on it. Um, uh, his cousin, Nick, is one of our partners, and he's been out here. We've been filming. We've been working on uh, new updates and antennas and um, <clears throat> really trying to make it perfect. Um, that's the whole thing. We wanted to... You know, the whole point of it was to, to work good and, and not have to keep updating or keep getting new stuff. So we want to make it dialed in, you know, as, as best as we could before we release it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been using mine for for a good month and a half now, steady, and uh, <clears throat> it's, it, it's really nice. Like, I, I mean, it's obviously going to always sound biased, but, like, you know, it, no, it's just it, great it idea. makes you want. It makes you want to ride. Like, it, it's so easy to see when you're when you can look. You can see like, okay, you're always like wondering. Like, I, you, you get mad sometimes. Like, man, how much time do I got? Or why won't they tell me how many laps there's been? Or you have all your answers right right in front of you. So like, you can see. You know, you come across and you see a lap time. You're like, damn it, like, I got to beat that. And you go and whereas like sometimes when you have a like a smaller device or you know like even like a lit pro you don't know what you're doing you can't see it no you analyze it afterwards yeah as opposed to even when you're when you have your watch you can you can look down like briefly to see a time but it's 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 tough to actually see your lap time and like actually you know grasp it you know where whereas this is you can look and you're just like boom it's like right in your face so it's, it's i think it's a cool tool man like i'm excited like the whole thing came about because I think it was we wanted to to make stuff easier, and then yeah, and I, we were so excited with how good it worked, we wanted to, other people to enjoy it too, and and you know for for it to be a hundred percent made in Canada, invented in Canada, and uh, just done by us. Like I mean, obviously I have nothing to do with the the technical stuff of it, but you know it was me and Kibby's idea. We we came up with it. And this was a long time ago. This was even 
you know, we were talking about this and coming up with the app before Lip Pro even came out. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, we're, we're excited for it. So hopefully they, 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 I mean, I know they're working their asses off to get it ready and should, hopefully it can take off. All right. So we're talking about my pit board. If you're just, uh, missed that first opening part there. Who, who knew Kibby was, uh, was an eggheaded smart guy. <clears throat> he, uh, he's got a big brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's got a couple engineering degrees and yeah he's a he's a fart smeller or a smart feller <laughs> good for him man that's awesome you guys over there between you and mitch cook and the guys you guys are running the maritimes yeah 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 mitch <laughs> is uh yeah mitch me and mitch are you know full on with the gear too getting the 2020 stuff ready and we're talking about callus yeah. callus here yeah. he's talking about and who's your uh, who's your main rider this coming up year? Who you got? Um, I think we're working on some some more stuff, but so, uh, you know, we got well, rider Heathock. He's uh, he won his uh, uh, the Ontario Off Road <clears throat> Championship this year. Uh, Hunter Vaughn is in it. Um, big, um, uh, Ainsworth won the one twenty five Dream Race. Uh, two of them in the, in our gear. So nice. Hey, stop moving around. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm getting uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you saw that. I'm fading. I know you are, man. I free. I know you, you, you can. We can. We can see that. But we've been gabbing for a long time here. So, but, okay. But now, okay. So now, from here on out, 450 only. Yep. I mean, you've been doing a lot of your practicing on 450 anyway. The past little bit, you said so. Yeah, for a while. Um, yeah, even before Montreal, I I've been just on the 450. Um, the new bike is so is so good. That's why you know it's it's a lot of fun to ride. It's a lot, um, you know, it was quite quite a bit improved since the last one I rode. So it's right. It was motivating to to want to ride too. Cause, yeah. Now head so, to head though with your uh, with Matt. Yep. Yeah, but it's all good. I I, uh, I like Matt. I think. Uh, um, I don't think there's like that. Uh, with me and him, we got a pretty good pretty good relationship even when we were the couple clash for caches that we raced together it was you know it's all good right so, oh, that's good mm -hmm. yeah okay. and i don't i you know i'm not the, my personality you know i'm not like i don't have anything to hide you know what i mean like it's just it's com it's competition <clears throat> right. you know what i mean like there's no secrets i'm not playing head games you know like, yeah it's it's, a, i mean you've always been i always use you as, you as an example of like some kids Whenever you, as you're coming up, they won't go to a certain race. So oh, I'm not quite ready. Well, you know what? That's how fast you went that day. If you got beat, yeah. you got beat. You know what I mean? It's like, don't hide. Just go ride. Try to get better. And like you've always been yeah. good with that. You know? Yeah. No, he beat me today. That's how fast I went. You know what I mean? And yeah. Exactly. You're always gonna try as, as long as you try as hard as you can. That's really it. Yeah. For right? sure. And right. enjoying yourself. Well, how about uh, the way you're feeling right now? You're probably not gonna do a cycle cross for a while, are you? Or you got something uh, coming up? I don't know. I was like really motivated before I left, but <laughs> even like after on the way home from the airport, Heidi was talking about the when the cross the next cross race was, and I was like, oh man, not thinking yeah. about that quite yet. Yeah, slogging her. Give it a day or two. Yeah, let's, let's give it a day or two. Let me, <laughs> let me recoup before I start shredding again. All right, man. Well, so what are what are your winter plans then? Because we don't get started for a while. So what what are you gonna do? Um, well, I think I'm gonna take. December completely off of dirt bikes. Um, enjoy the, the this time with the kids and um, yeah, just do some different stuff. Uh, I think I, with Brad, um, it's migration. We got he's got me doing some a little bit more strengthening, like just a couple things that I found that I wanted to strengthen this year. So I got just to do a little bit of cross training and get to do a little bit of weight training in December to build up some strength and. Yeah, just pretty chill, and then uh, get into riding. I'll probably head down the East Coast somewhere, like um, maybe ride with Marshall, a new teammate, right? Um, and Club MX or you know North Carolina, South Carolina for a few weeks to get into riding shape, and then we go to California for testing. Oh, in, cool. Okay. In February, so that's the that's the scheme so far, and then uh, see how it goes. All right. Well, uh, hey, man, I don't uh, anything else we need to talk about. Uh, hey, what about well, you? Do you want to comment on? Me if you need to. What's that? 
just FaceTime me if you want. If you want to <laughs> chat. Tomorrow. Nobody's gonna answer the phone. Uh, by the way, we're we're live right now. Uh, yeah. Do you want to comment on Don Cherry? Ah, uh, yeah. Them, them <laughs> people. See how see, let's see how loopy you are. See if you'll talk too much about this. But hey, well, before you go though, what's up? Hey man, thank thank some of your spot. Thank some people here, man, and we'll let you get out of here and we'll let everybody go to bed. Yeah, well, I want to thank Lee from uh, from the team. You know, um, he put in a lot of work and to organize this huge circus for this race is is pretty damn impressive. And Renee and Jeff and uh, Mario and everybody that was there, and of course all the all the riders and. You know the new friendships that we made. It's uh, it was a good trip. Uh, my parents were coming out. Um, same with Heidi. She got to, she was uh, helping me in my corner too. Um, and then Christian, Monster Energy, Pillars, Kawasaki, um, Chad, Gerhardt, everybody, um, direct motocross. Yeah, thanks. Chad, your new guy. We didn't mention that either. Chad, yeah, the new uh, the new head uh, crew chief. So is he gonna be still mechanicing for? Matt, what's he gonna do? I don't. I'm not certain right now. Um, I don't think so. I think they're oh, gonna yeah. get a guy for Matt. Okay. Um, but I think Rooney is gonna be with Marshall. Okay. And Christian's my guy, and then um, yeah, so I think they're gonna get somebody for Matt. I'm okay. not certain though. Interesting. Okay, man. Well, um, so still just the three kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Look, done there. I love how tired you are. It's awesome. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you very much for doing this. And uh, yeah, anytime. Hope man. it wasn't too janky. But no, uh, I love it. I just like that word. Okay, Janky-er man. Get some better, sleep. Baby. You say hi to uh, you say hi to Heidi for me, and uh, we'll talk okay. to you soon. Okay. Later See you, on. man. Bye, bye.